Welcome to Deadly Discussions, a podcast on social entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Isaac Harrison, and I'd like to acknowledge traditional landowners on whose land we record, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Now, this week, I have Matt Flemington, a fellow Indigenous Fellingham. business. Fellingham. Why is it in my phone as Flemington, then? How did that end up? I think it's up? an autocorrect thing with um, a lot of people... Um, and my phone, uh, sorry, my last name, it's always gone in as Flemington or Cunningham. Wow, there we go. So you've got multiple <laughs> identities. There we go. I thought we were friends. Yeah, well, turns out we weren't as close as we thought. So but we can work on that relationship throughout this podcast now and talk about Fantastic. it. Fantastic. <laughs> um, at least you don't get, I get called Ivan. I don't know how that works. Name's Isaac. Ivan, Ivan yeah. So I, I think people just don't hear it. When I say it on the phone, like when I make orders or when I call and leave a message, they said oh, an Ivan called. So, but anyway, yeah, moving wow. moving on. So, Matty, you're another Indigenous business. You're a, yep. a lighting designer. Yep. By trade, let's start with the story. Whereabouts did you uh, you grow up? Uh, I grew up in the Sutherland Shire. I grew up in um, a little town called Bundina, uh, yeah. which is right in the middle of the national park. Um, Bundina is accessible via road through the National Park yep. or by ferry over across to Cronulla and then you've got your train line which runs Dublin, Shire, yep. or down the coast into Wollongong or into the city. So um, Wow, so I've going, never heard of this town, Badina. Yep. Um, what's the population like? Uh, look, when I was growing up, the, the public school would have, max, would have had about 100 people. Yeah, My year... Um, was the biggest year. I think we, we maxed out at, um, I think it was like 33 kids at one stage just in just in the year that I was in. So yeah, it did wow. have to go into composites. So, yeah, it's a small town. Everyone knows everyone. Yep. Um, and grow, growing up in that town, um, everyone then went to um, the same high school. So it was, you had friends all the way through primary, yep. like preschool, primary, and through high school. So it was um, quite an amazing place to, to live and grow and, um, be able to just leave your front door open and get on your bike and, you know, yeah. everyone knew everyone. It was um, an amazing place to raise a family in the 80s. Yeah, wow. And um, is that your traditional land um, where you grew up or is it is it somewhere else? No, no. So my um, uh, dad's mob is um, a Wobbicool, so proud heritage on my dad's side. Yep. Um, he actually, uh, his father... Um, was born up there and yep. returned up there. His grandmother was um, uh, lived on Wollamagal land, which is over at Lake Pimble, Gordon. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Dad actually grew up um, in the commission um, down at Redfern. Yeah, wow. So you grew up in Redfern, yeah, in the so hub. Of it. The hub. So this look. That this was in um, you know the end of the the sixties, yep. and um, he actually lived in Walker Street. So this was before, you know, uh, the, the, the major hub and, and, and spot, but um, that's where he grew up with his twin brother and sister. Yeah, wow. So he would have he would have a few stories. Yeah, yeah. My uh, I, Look, I think it was just a change in landscape into yeah. what it is today as, as known as, you know, the, the vibrant community, um, you know, a, a melting pot for all. 
um, people from creeds and backgrounds and, and nationalities and um, different traditions and tribal lands and yep. um, basically everywhere around the world now, um, you know, the the whole of the inner city was sort of um, commission and, um, you know, small pockets and small long planes of other things. Yeah, wow. Um, you know, I'd love to talk about, you know, the Redfern days with your dad one time, if he's yeah. still around. <laughs> Just call him randomly, and um, but also I like to talk about so you your appearance, your physical appearance, and I like to address sort of a bit of a racism we have internally as Aboriginal people. But your yep. appearance, you know, a lot of people don't assume you're Indigenous because you don't look Indigenous. In fact, a lot of people assume you know you're Jewish or Greek heritage. Um, yeah, we've had a joke about this um, <laughs> <laughs> before. I said to you. Um, yeah, like uh, something about being Polish or, or, or um, you know, that that's that's just a social stigma. I, I um, you know, being at my local land council, yep. one of the um, amazing aunts, I, I was a little bit, you know, not not didn't have enough courage to stand up and talk one night and I said something in the yep. forum and she turned around and she said to me, get up. I was like, oh, you know, I'm a mover. Yep. And she goes, it doesn't matter about you, honey. You're like um, a milky cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> and it sort of gave me, yeah, it sort of gave me the the courage that I needed to speak in front of um, people and, and get enough, uh, you know, oomph to, yeah. to stand up. It was also when I was going through different challenges in my own personal life. I had, you know, a hearing aid. Yeah. Um, that that it, like, I lost my hearing uh, and get, getting a hearing aid, and then being able to stand up it was um, getting used to the levels of that I used to talk. Yeah, of course. Um, so yeah, it was sort of it gave me that that courage to stand up and find my own voice again. Yeah, and that's that's awesome. You know, I think Indigenous people, if we take away all the land rights and the Indigenous businesses and the whole, you know, booming sort of um, you know developments that are happening with the Indigenous community, Aboriginal people are very inclusive. You know, they're very you know, you know, surround anyone that comes through the door. And, um, you know, we've got our own challenges now where we've got Indigenous businesses like absolutely growing exponentially, um, mm. that there's a clash between culture and um, this, you know, opportunity that everyone's sort of racing towards, which sort of ties us into us the next part. Um, so your business, now when I met you in Sydney a couple of years ago... Yeah, I think would, it was the beginning of two, was it 2017? At, so. at the Supply Nation event, we um, were neighbour boots. We were neighbours. So you, you were was, doing um, a few things. And one of them, I think it was lighting design. You had a few other different things in the booth. Um, but now here you're going to places like Milan. Yeah. Tripping around, showing off some of your, like, designed, you know, lighting. You want to yeah. share this story, you know, what sort of got you to that place? Yeah, definitely. So, um, for the last eight years, I've I've looked after you know probably longer than that now, but just in lighting. Yeah. Uh, for the last eight years, I've looked after um, an international portfolio. Yeah. Um, and it's a German brand. Um, so I've I've looked after that throughout Australia and yeah. uh, New Zealand. Um, so you know, encompassing Australasia, it's called Hofmeister. So it's a German German brand. And I've always been. Um, had a design background. I did um, fine arts yep. at Southern Sydney Art School, which is in Cogra, and then I went to 
the National Art School of East Sydney. So I've always had this sort of flair of design and art and wanting to be around creatives and, um, you know, understanding art and being really involved in that. Yeah. Um, and I had this vision of always wanting to go to the Milan Fair and show. Yeah. Um, and this year I was given the opportunity to actually go there um, with some of my lights that I designed. Yeah. Um, through uh, Winya um, Indigenous Furniture. So um, Winya through um, Greg Welsh yeah. um, and Deb Barwick, they had yeah. um, an idea to uh, take other businesses overseas. So we went across with yeah. Manapan. Yeah. Uh, Manapan uh, is based down in Melbourne, but it's furniture made out of um, Arnhem Land. Yeah. So we went across with Josiah, Chris and um, Mark. Uh, from Manapan. Yep. Danielle Mate Sullivan. Yep. Um, um, who runs Danielle Mate Sullivan, DMS, also DJ Mate. Yeah. Uh, uh, Winya and Luminin Co. So, the whole so crew. I had to create my own lighting range. Yep. So I came up with um, a series of uh, wall lights called the Unity Collection. Yep. Um, and I'm working. Um, in collaboration with Danielle Mate Sullivan and her Raw Undoings collection. Yeah, wow. So on my four-way bollard called the Gilly collection. Yeah. Um, so you a, you said you designed it. Are we talking, you know, you sat down one day in front of an AutoCAD and said, all right, I'm going to design some lights. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So it was more more some sketches first that came out of the That's wall. Crazy. It was a vision that I had. I always yeah. had... Um, like I, I, it, it, there's a thing at the moment where um, you know decorative indirect wall lights seem to be more popular in a workspace or functional fit out yeah. opposed to you know these overhead LED panels. So people are yeah. going with a more ambient solution in yeah. hotels and and homes instead of going you know 50 downlights when downlights. Yeah, that's right. Downlight. And everyone wanted an LED downlight. Yeah, well that's now, yeah, trending back. Isn't it? That yeah. they don't. Yeah, that's the thing. Like we've got, I'm in the studio right now and the sound guys just looked up to the ceiling where we've got LED panels. Um, and that yeah. blue light, it um, it's not very warm. You know, it's 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 very industrial. It feels cold. Yeah. Um, and I know there's studies where they've done on the, what's the color index of yep. lighting and that the warmth yep. in the um, orange, you know, and the, the orangey brown light encourages, you know, um, relaxation and less yep. stress where if you yep. go in for eight to nine hours a day and you're under blue prison lights um, sitting at a blue s- computer screen um, mm. it can definitely have its toll but I'd like to take you back now you're a very yep. interesting cat because not only are you a businessman and you're relatively yep. successful in your area in Sydney um, but also you're you're an artist yeah. So in my experience, you know, I play the didgeridoo. We have they have the house band. We do some tours. We do some events, and I deal with a lot of artists. And I find there's a, the common thread is they can design. They have to be free flowing. Have to put you know paint on paper or put music out there. That's you know crazy, but monetizing that and paying the bills is where a lot of people who come from a very artist background really struggle. You know, what are your yeah. thoughts on that? Uh, I think that everyone has a vision of where they want to be um, and being a creative. 
yep. you do get tied down with, um, you know, um, sort of stagnant thoughts and, and becoming into a rut. So you do have to work at um, other avenues. So, yep. um, you know, to, to become that. So um, going on my journey out of art school, I ended up working progressing through hardware and scheduling and working with architects and I found that you know in the business sense you know yeah. being a creative was working with other creatives like yeah. with the interior designers architects lighting designers lighting consultants into that world yeah. of you know this um, amazing designer realm so my day primarily is still meeting with architects interior designers yep. presenting products and portfolios talking about aesthetic um, and you know creating um, visual comfort not only with lighting but also yep. you know with furniture and design yeah that's awesome you know that's I think that's the case for any good business you know we're the same we have our big vision which is on country with the traditional owners it's yep. building these you know small solar farms it's having the you know, the carbon farming, it's having the native foods growing and, you know, all different, you know, vertical farming and shipping containers all integrated together so that there's a community return. Um, but to get there, um, application fees, um, staff, insurances, equipment, feasibility studies costs money. And so you've mm. got to go back to that bread and butter that day in, day out. Otherwise, you just can't accomplish your you know, that vision, but also yeah. the vision is what, it's what gets us out of bed in the morning. So it's yeah. so important to still have that, that, that big goal, you know, that, that vision, that dream that you want to achieve, Yeah. but also, you know, doing the day to day, you know, sending out proposals, following them up, you know, if it's, you know, approved and making sure the delivery of that project goes smoothly, customers happy, collecting feedback, invoicing and all those sort of things that we you know, we don't really talk about in business because we sort of make out like, oh, I made this much sales, but there's so much that's tied into that revenue that people yeah. don't see in a lot of SMEs. And I think that's where we bond a lot as SMEs at these sort of indigenous trade show events because there's so many struggles or so many things you didn't know about until you're, you know, knee deep in it and you're like, oh, hang on a second. Nobody told me about, you know, a BAS statement. <laughs> so Definitely. There's a lot of things that you, you don't understand as an employee. Yeah. To, to then crossing that line to you know an employer in a in a situation where you're either the manager or overseeing other staff yep. or um, running a company and then looking after you know instead of just having your day to day where you've got a gripe where you're going to your boss to then having you know these gripes that you'd normally have and approach your boss for but when you're yep. on the other end when you're getting approached ten times a day with the same you know niggling questions yeah. And then you're still running a company, and and then actually owning your own company. It's it's big jump. Yeah, it can become quite stressful. Yeah, that's um, right. but it's good to have you know a support network and other businesses like yourself. Like I've seen, you know, you um, and Jared grow exponentially um, from you know us initially meeting, and I'm taking it back to the conversation that we started earlier. You know, in yeah. 2017, we were both you know relatively new in the in the area. Yeah. Um, and and then to watch both of us, you know, especially yourself, like go from strength to strength, and you know achieve greatness, and and um, you know put staff on, and and doing amazing projects, and now having a podcast and interviewing me, it's it's quite amazing. 
Yeah, thanks, mate. I receive those kind words. Um, And, yeah, like you said, it is, you know, for for us, it's momentum. Um, It's keeping that momentum. It's keeping eyes on the vision um, because that's what my whole team buys in on. You know, we're here to impact the Indigenous community. You know, we're here to... um, create and maintain this job and our roles in the in the company that we all love and mm. um we'll do what it takes to to get there and i think that's the biggest you know people ask me to speak at events and they want to share the story and they say oh, you're successful but you know my biggest success is i get to drive to a job that i love i get to go home to a house that i enjoy with family that loves me and that to me is the biggest success that i've i've had and will my, will be my ongoing, you know, satisfaction, and mm. anything else on top of that's a, a bonus. You know, the more lives I can impact, the more, you know, jobs I can provide for Indigenous people in renewables, or more career pathways into STEM that I could be a part of. Um, that all to me is coming from a place of, you know, overflow or um, absolute gratitude for where I've come from, and and yeah, being very thankful is you know, very important as well. Um, yeah. Well, let's go to the Milan show. So there's four, five Indigenous businesses going. Yes, yeah, so we already went. So that yep. was um, from the 9th to the 14th yep. of April. Um, so, yeah, there was uh, Winya, Luminan Co., uh, Manapan, yep. and Danielle Mate Sullivan. So yep. we, all, we all went across. We actually made this stand and to talk about the size um, of the Milan show, 567,000 people on average per day walk through the front door. Yeah, wow. So you're creating like mini cities within, you know, this um, design area. If anyone's familiar with the ICC in Sydney, um, it would be, you know, 24 of those ICCs. We were in basically one stand. It was multiple level. But people would have near a football field size um stand or half a football fit and that would include no full commercial kitchens, sit down yeah, areas, yeah. breakout areas, yeah. meeting plus their design. So, you know, five hundred thousand dollar stands and here's us, you know, a smaller I think we had a um a thirty a thirty square meter yeah. um stand that we created. We we built on site. So yeah, we wow. arrived in Milan and, and, and built this and we had, you know, amazing artwork um being painted live. So uh Danny mate Sullivan um was actually painting live, and it was. Yeah. Uh, she's the first um, Indigenous artist to paint over in Milan live on, you know, um, international furniture. Yeah. Um, and we showed our art, but uh, the first day, first opening. Yeah. Um, I got interviewed by Italian TV, and I was just sort of standing there. And yeah. The next minute, I had cameras in my face and a microphone, and yeah, it w- was quite. I hope, you, I hope your Italian was good. No, no, not at all. Uh, <laughs> I know how to say um, a few a few um, words, but you know nothing special, and nothing had taken me to the depths of where this could actually lead to. Yeah. We did um, we did a, 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 um, a number of interviews with um, SBS on small business secrets. Yeah. Um, so we set up the Wednesday before we left. We had a launch. We had um, interviews by Ryan Little and the team. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that, that interview process, Fantastic. I think my, you know, each of, each of the businesses were all interviewed for around, yep. you know, 40 minutes to an hour, but that got cut down to about 20, 20 seconds of me being on TV. Yeah, that's right. quite, 
quite, yeah, my son was um, took the day off school to watch Dad live on TV and yeah. didn't get aired until I was overseas and he was saying, you know, Dad, you sounded nervous. Didn't even <laughs> yeah. sound like you. So, yeah. Thanks for the encouragement, was, son. Yeah, it was, it, it was an amazing, it was an amazing um, experience to to. To be um, like I've been several times over to the to, to, to the design so to, to see the portfolios that I was yep. looking after, but to, to show there in this capacity, it was you know That's amazing. We, we did it proud, yeah, um, and representing and was, the mob. Yeah, it was, and it was like we we formed like a family over there. It was it was really amazing um, to to hang out with you know the the crew from Winya. Um, yep. uh, the guys from up in Arnhem Land, we we learned so much from yeah, um, wow. Rob. Rob, um, I keep calling him Chris. His, his handle on Instagram is Christopher Rob. So, oh, okay. so uh, Rob from Manapan, sorry, and Josiah. Yep. Um, Josiah is this amazing artist that um, you know paints, and um, his son's um, Australia's um, most yep. famous Indigenous um, hip hop artist. Baker Boy. Oh yeah, so yeah, he, yeah. yeah so he was performing. He was really cool. We got to know him really well. Yeah. Um, hung out with him for the week, and um, yeah, it was an amazing yeah, awesome. experience. And so, what was showed. it like with, um, you know, obviously Italians or other people international coming over yep. to the stand and and saying, "Where are you from?" And obviously, yep. you'd say, "Well, we're from Australia." But you know, was it was it clear to them that you're an Indigenous Australian, or you're from you know an Aboriginal Our, side, or yeah. Yeah, our stand was um, uh, heavily um, influenced with Indigenous prints and fabrics. Yeah. So um, we we did handouts. It was um, some of Danielle's artwork yeah. um, printed onto a kangaroo shape, and on yeah. the back we had. Um, so it was quite visible that we were Indigenous Australians. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, that's good. Yeah, we, we were handing it out, and we were talking about the culture and the history. Um, and everything surrounding that. Yep. So we had amazing opportunities, um, and for Danielle to be cre- creating, um, you know, Aboriginal art live, it, it was, um, yeah, it, it was a, a major focal point. We had one person come up and say that it was their most, um, you know, that was the most interesting. We were the most interesting. It definitely was the most interesting. Band. And one th- one thing I highlight before we f- go into the last question is. You guys said you went there and then you set up. Like, that's creative 101. Like, for me, on my side, I'm very practical and straightforward. So, for me to say, hey, guys, don't worry, we'll set up once we get there. You know, I, I just couldn't compute like that. I have to have everything designed. I have to have everything laid out and purchased. I know exactly who's there at what time and who will be unpacking and who will be uploading the presentations to the TV screens. Um, that just blows my mind. And it's funny just how different people operate yeah um so i'll just like highlight that so last question is we already ran out of time that went quick where are you in the future maddie you know are we doing Uh, are we doing more international shows are we yeah well hopefully um the 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 series of works that i'm um doing the unity wall light um the first one which is the rural copper um and it's called unity so it's Paying homage to you know my heritage, um, you know handprints are quite sacred. You know with mob, um, you know uh, creatively um, showing um, male or female, but the distinction yeah. of handprints between um, any 
um, you know, colour, creed, denomination, um, any uh, gender, you know, any, you know, any any identity. Everyone. That um, everyone, everyone has a handprint. So yeah. The Royal Copper Light um, is sold as a project. Yeah, I saw that. And yeah, so what we do is get. Um, if it was going to be, you know, Gadigal elders here um, in the heart of the city, yep. would have the Gadigal elders would have, you know, if it was um, anyone of importance of that building yep. or whatever we were opening, and everyone places their hands into two different solutions and places it on the raw light, and it creates unity, and that's um, unifiable. That's and, I definitely, um, definitely and, think you're onto a winner there, Maddie. Yeah, I did so like that. Put, in, put into the into the. Um, the, the foyer, um, along with the plaque saying, you know, this was open, and it's yep. a wall light. It's um, an amazing ambient um, internet light source, and it's a warm color temperature, which we spoke about before. Yeah. Um, Excellent. Yeah, so it's it's um, amazing. Awesome. Thanks, mate. Well, thanks for your time. I really appreciate uh, your story, and I know there's a lot more there we could unpack and a lot more things I'd like to go through. Um, so maybe we'll save that for next time. Um, But yeah, thanks for coming on today and I look forward to uh, talking to you soon. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Cool. Thanks again. See you later, mate. Bye. See ya.